So welcome to Perfusion Rockstars episode four. We're here with Tony Calhoun, the Perfusion Rockstar. Today is July 22nd, 2020. Uh, we're going to kick off and please like, comment and subscribe. We really do value our audience and appreciate uh, you watching these videos and interacting and, and giving us feedback as well. So thank you very much. Um, anyway, Tony, thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, I know you've been very busy clinically and uh, with family as well. So really appreciate your time. Uh, we're, first of all, yeah, thank we're, you for having me. Sure. We're going to start off by looking over your resume, kind of your background uh, professionally, uh, and then we're going to go into a few questions to touch on, uh, you know, perfusion and maybe some personal questions, and then we'll end with something fun, do a little lightning round, and uh, ask you some different unusual questions that will hopefully be entertaining for us all. Um, so, so Tony uh, Calhoun, he had uh, May two thousand ten molecular and cellular biology degree, a bachelor's. And then after that, you became a paramedic uh, certificate. You got a paramedic certificate, looks like in 2011. Um, and then he ended up getting his master's in cardiovascular perfusion in May of 2016 from Quinnipiac University in Hamden, Connecticut. And then after that, um, Tony took a job at uh, Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center from 2016 to 2019. Uh, something that stands out there is you were involved with electronic charting and helping them get that up and running. I know that's a critical part of a lot of perfusionist team these days, uh, a good skill to have, and a busy program doing over 900 hearts a year. From there, uh, you got busier, it looks like. Went to Mass General, uh, over 1,500 hearts there uh, from 2019 to the present. Interesting thing about Tony's uh, background is that he's done research at both of those facilities. Uh, he's been a research perfusionist currently and also a research associate um, and has some publications in progress, it sounds like, based on your uh, CV that you sent. Um, the other thing I, th I found interesting, Tony, is that you uh, went to Haiti about five times maybe on some different uh, medical mission trips. Some. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so a few times. Yeah. So anyway, that's great. Uh, it's always nice to, to give back and we appreciate you doing that. So, uh, so from there, uh, we're going to start with some questions. Um, so this is something we always like to ask people because since perfusion is such a small profession, you know, what, how did you get into the idea of perfusion? How did you learn about perfusion? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, so honestly, I was, uh, I was looking to further my medical career um, and I was looking into different avenues. Um, I hadn't really heard of perfusion before, uh, but I was looking into um, uh, medical schools and PA schools and kind of like mid-level providers stuff maybe. And I was actually, I was looking at Quinnipiac and just going through their website and I saw, huh, perfusionist, what's that? So uh, I, I looked it up and did some research on it and uh, realized that it was actually a really great fit for me. Um, working in the OR, working with, uh, with cardiac surgery in particular, that's always been an interest of mine. Uh, so yeah, I, I went with it. That's great. Were there any individuals that were influential in your decision of becoming a perfusionist? 
or during any time during your perfusion career that have you looked we've looked up to as mentors? Yeah, um, certainly. Uh, well, so I work with um, Kevin Grace. Uh, he's a great guy. Um, he used to be the chief at Mass General uh, 20, 27 years ago now, I think. Um, and I know that uh, 27 years because that's his, he just came up on his anniversary for his own heart transplant. Um, so in, in his late 20s, he was the chief over at MGH and uh, he developed cardiomyopathy and uh, actually ended up needing a transplant. And just being able to work with him and working with someone who has a tremendous amount of experience and has been on both sides of the field has been really rewarding for me. That's rare. That's great. Um, you know, leading to that, you know, so you talk about your job as a perfusionist. What do you think is unique about being a perfusionist? So um, what's particularly unique about my position in general uh, is the fact that I get to work in uh, the clinical realm and I also get to work in uh, research, which has been really fun for me. And that's uh, unique to, to my position right now. Uh, so Tony, what are yeah. your superpowers? Uh, yeah, so um, I don't know if I really consider it a superpower, but uh, I, I have, I can, definitely able to stay calm in uh, very intense uh, moments. And I think that that's really valuable as a perfusionist. If you can, you know, zone everything else out and focus in on the task at hand, which is providing excellent care to the patient, um, that's really important. Uh, inevitably in our careers, we're gonna get into points where, uh, you know, the world is exploding around us and you have to really be able to compartmentalize and focus in on your job. And uh, I, I think that's, uh, that's something that, that I found I've always been able to really do well with is just focusing in and staying calm. And then, you know, maybe the other thing is uh, I can hear the HMS machine when it clicks off from anywhere in the room. <laughs> that's great. You know, I could be doing anything, talking to somebody and it, it clicks off, it says it's done, no, you know, immediately. <laughs> yeah. That's just kind of hardwired. Yeah, because I know things can snowball out of control if you can't stay focused on one problem that turns into two or three. So that's that's definitely a, a good power to have. So, um, so yeah, something else you mentioned, obviously, you do a lot of research. Um, you know, what are some of your research interests? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, so the stuff that I'm primarily working on right now, I work in uh, transplant sciences. Uh, so currently in the U.S., there's a tremendous shortage of, um, of organs for the, for the donor pool. Um, and we work on being able to uh, provide life-saving organs to anyone that needs them. Uh, primarily what I'm working with right now is uh, xenotransplant. Um, so if you remember back to some of your immunology, uh, xenotransplant is transplanting between species. Uh, so our current research suggests that uh, the future of transplant is potentially going to be coming from an animal model. Uh, so we can grow organs uh, in animals that have been gen genetically modified to look more like human to the immune system. Uh, and that's really what I, what I work on. Uh, where I come into that as a perfusionist is that uh, in testing these models, uh, you can't just 
jump to implant, you know, directly into humans. That's just not how research works and that would be highly unethical. <laughs> so what we do is uh, we do ex vivo perfusion studies to look at how these organs actually perform over time uh, under various conditions. And that's what I was brought on uh, to do in my team was to bring that expertise into designing some of these ex vivo systems so we can actually look at these organs over time and, and see how they do. Wow, that's great. I know. Yes. Definitely impact uh, humanity in the long run. That's uh, good stuff. Good work you're doing there. Thank yeah, you. we certainly hope to. Yeah. yeah. Um, could you describe a problem you've had to solve as your role in a, as a perfusionist and how you solved it? Yeah. So um, going back to, uh, to, to, the, to the research aspects, I think it's really interesting. Um, one of my first tasks when I joined the team uh, was that we were explanting uh, hearts at one location and then we would have to transport them back to our lab uh, to continue the experimentation. And uh, one of the issues with that in transplant is that um, you deal with what's known as ischemic reperfusion injury. Uh, so I was given the task of designing a portable ex vivo ischemia minimization device. Um, which is basically just kind of just like a fancy name for um, a pump, an oxygenator, and a battery. Um, so what I did was uh, I looked through the lab to see kind of what I had, and uh, I was able to come up with uh, a couple reservoirs, some oxygenators, uh, there was a broken pump, and I had a small cooler. Uh, so the first thing I did was I took the pump apart, figured out how it worked, fixed it, um, and put it back together. Uh, then I took uh, one of the reservoirs, um, actually opened it up all the way on top to kind of see what the guts were and see if I could work with it. And I found that it actually had a little 3 8 connector on the inside. So what I ended up doing was uh, I connected a 3 8 line to that 3 8 connector and then repurposed an aortic cannula to actually fit into um, another 3 8 connector. So I could actually fit it in, it's about that big right at the top of it. Uh, so with that, uh, I was able to then take a, a digital blood pressure cuff and I modified that so that I would have a continuous digital pressure monitor. It actually reads error the whole time, but it gives you a readout of the, of the actual pressure. It's kind of cool. Um, and then uh, I found a computer battery and Bought, uh, bought an aquarium pump for my heat exchanger. And uh, that's how you build an ex vivo perfusion system for about 10 bucks. <laughs> and it works. Awesome. Uh, it works beautifully. And uh, I've upgraded it over time, uh, bought a new battery and upgraded some of the equipment, but uh, it's been a really cool, fun experience. That's awesome. Sounds a little bit like a MacGyver project yeah. and, and skills. So. Yeah, so that's kind of the way that I look at it. I have, um, you know, this uh, box of connectors and tubing and a whole bunch of stuff, and you just kind of put it together to solve a problem. Right. That's great. Good job. I'm selling an mm -hmm. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, you seem to love the profession that you're in and all aspects of it. And, you know, what would you say is the best part of being a perfusionist? Yeah, so I would say being the best part of uh, being a perfusionist is really being able to have a really impactful, um, really impactful moment on someone's life. 
So you obviously enjoy uh, a lot of different aspects being a perfusionist, um, both inside and outside the OR. So what would you say is the best part of being a perfusionist? Yeah, well, I'd, Sorry. I'd really say that uh, the best part of being a perfusionist is being part of a being part of a care team uh, where we're able to really have a, a big impact in, in people's lives. Um, I mean, that means a lot to me personally. Uh, my father-in-law uh, was uh, very sick before my wife and I got married. He had uh, he was suffering from interstitial lung disease. And uh, he was actually transplanted uh, four days before our wedding. Uh, and it's really just amazing the expert care that, that he got and um, the fact that he's been with us now uh, for three years since then. He's gotten to meet his granddaughter. Um, and it just, it means so much to me and my family. And uh, being able to be a part of a, a care team that provides that for people is incredible. Um, yeah, I, I really uh, appreciate that. Well, that's Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. Personal hobbies that you may have. Um, personal hobbies. Oh, yeah. Well, um, so I really love cooking, for one. Uh, you know, I have... Um, yep, I, I, I really love cooking, uh, for one. Um, I have... Uh, a smoker and uh, I've been experimenting with a lot of different foods and different flavors lately. Um, I've been doing a lot of uh, Korean and Indian food. Um, my wife really loves uh, South Indian food. So we've been trying to make dosa and uh, sambar and utapam. And uh, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a savory pancake. Um, but yeah, I really love cooking and uh, I have a small wood shop in my basement. So I like woodworking. So, hey, so someone sees your life. They say, you know what? I want to write a book about you. What would the title of your biography be? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, let's say all the things I wish I knew, <laughs> you know, because it's say going through life. That's what it is. Uh, you know, you're constantly learning things and saying, oh, man, if I knew that six months ago. <laughs> so I think that that's, uh, yeah. I, I like that. You have to admit that you don't know everything, right? And the more you learn, the more you realize what you don't know, it seems like, in life. Yeah, and what we know is, is far greater than what we do. Uh, yeah. Great. All right, and since we are on Perfusion Rockstar with Tony today, uh, we have to ask you, is there a favorite genre of music or band or type of music uh, or something you listen to in the operating room or at home or... Do you have a preference? Yeah. So um, the the only answer to that for me is anything that my wife is in. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, in, in addition to being a great mom and uh, an attorney, she's also um, a pretty awesome drummer. Uh, she's been drumming in rock bands since uh, since we met. So, yeah, any band that my wife is in is my favorite. <laughs> cool. What type of music does she play? Uh, well, kind of a hard rock and kind of experimental stuff. Uh, so in her, in her latest band, um, they were working on this uh, concept album uh, that was kind of like uh, post-apocalyptic prog rock, uh, which is like a crazy definition. <laughs> but 
they were working on this album where uh, it was following the journey of someone in uh, from post-apocalyptic Boston, which is where we are now, um, going throughout the U.S. And it was uh, kind of experimental and weird, but uh, it was cool. That's yeah, great. That sounds cool. Yeah. Great. Good answer. We yeah. Don't... You obviously <laughs> heard that, which is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the definition. Um, okay. So, so now our little surprise, you know, we don't share this with people, but you know, now we're going to do a little lightning round. These are kind of just some light questions. I'm going to throw them at you and I just want a quick answer and then we can run back through them. Uh, great. And, you know, explain your reasoning. Okay, so uh, we're going to start the clock. And uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Pirates or ninjas? Ninjas. Favorite TV show? Simpsons. Do you believe in aliens? Of course. Is cheesecake a pie or a cake? The pie. Beach or mountains? Uh... Beach. Okay. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Oh, that's a tough one. Animals, I'd be the only one. Yep. What does a person need to be happy? Um, that's a hard one. Uh, to, to be happy? I'd say just satisfaction with just being okay with life as it is. And then uh, how many cups of coffee do you drink per day? At least two. All right. Stop it, Sam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those are good answers. I know a couple of them you really have to think about because they're not as simple as pirates or ninjas. Um, yeah. Happiness to life. That's, uh, that's, not <laughs> yeah. that's a tough one. <laughs> I like throwing it out there because you get you get some different answers, but a lot of them I feel like are typically the same about you know kind of self awareness things like that. Um, so a hot dog is a sandwich. Yes. Why? Um. So let me ask you a question. Uh, a meatball sub is that a sandwich? Yes. Okay. Um, what if that were sausage and peppers? Sausage and pepper sub is that a sandwich? I guess yeah, it's still the same. Okay. Yeah, it's all the same. So you got you got the hoagie. You keep on going. Now, what if you took away the peppers from the sausage and peppers? That's just a sausage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, now yeah. what is what is a hot dog? A hot dog is a frankfurter, which is a sausage. So if you take that hoagie bun and you shake shake it down to a roll, you still have a sandwich. Same thing. It sounds like you've done some research on this topic. <laughs> I've thought about it before. <laughs> um, so this one you thought about a little bit, but you're taking ninjas over pirates. Yeah. So um, I'd go with ninjas because I feel like ninjas have trained their whole life to do what they do. Um, uh, pirates, you become a pirate for many various reasons, um, but ninjas, that's, intentional and it takes a lot of discipline and a lot of training so yeah i go with ninjas I like that and then so your favorite tv show is actually one of my dad's favorite shows growing up <laughs> yeah you know the, the cool thing with the simpsons now too is it's on uh, disney plus so they have every episode ever 
so my nieces and nephews uh, have gone through and watched every episode of The Simpsons from start to finish. I never made it past like season 10 because I think they kind of like fell off around there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they've made it up to, I don't know what they're at now, season 30 or something like that. Yeah. So it was on the Tracy Ullman show. I think that was the introduction. Yes. So yep. Uh, I used to, when they first became a show after watching them on the Tracy Ullman show, I used to take a VHS video recorder and I used to record it. And then when the commercial came on, I'd stop. And then I'd start recording it again when the show would start. So <laughs> early uh, tape of the simpsons so yes yeah yeah i remember the days of vhs <laughs> i vaguely do i was pretty young yeah but uh so you believe in aliens yeah you know i i think that you you kind of have to if you look at the numbers i mean it's just overwhelming mm-hmm. uh so- for for there not to be other life in the universe is uh I just think it's it's statistically very improbable. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty uh, kind of closed-minded to think that there couldn't be something else out there, that we are the only people here. Um, but, yeah, so is uh, cheesecake is a pie. I like the answer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a pie. Um, so what's the difference between a, a pie and a cake, right? So it's a, a pie has a crust. Yeah. Cake doesn't have a crust and uh, cheesecake commonly has a uh, graham cracker crust. So I think it's in the crust. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I, I've heard different answers and, but I do, I like the whole, the crust thing. It's a crust and a filling and it does seem like a pie. They trick you with the name. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, so then you also said beach over the mountains. Yeah, you know, um, that's a tough one because I, I really love the mountains too. Uh, I love hiking, um, especially Pacific Northwest. There's just beautiful, beautiful mountains up there. If you get up into like British Columbia, uh, Garibaldi up there, just absolutely gorgeous. Um, but I also really enjoy uh, the beach. I've spent a lot of my time or a lot of a lot of my life summers up in Maine and and that sort of thing and uh, I think that's really great too. Um, where I would want to stay, I think I'd want to stay by the beach, but um, they're both great. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, so yeah, you you kind of gave your reasoning, but you'd rather be able to speak to animals than any language. <laughs> yeah, well, I just think that that would be incredibly unique and uh, and nobody else in the world can speak to animals so uh you could be the ambassador <laughs> there'd definitely be a market for your abilities <laughs> absolutely yeah um, and then okay so loaded question what does a person need to be happy yeah so that's that's a tough one i think that i think that it's really just being able to be okay um with how with with what life throws at you um, you're always going to have difficult times in your life. And uh, if you aren't able to cope with that, then you'll never be happy. Mm-hmm. Good answer. It's almost like wanting what you have versus wanting what you don't have. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then last one, two cups of coffee a day. Yeah, usually. So um, I'll, I'll have a cup on my drive to work and then sometime in the morning I'll have another one. Um, sometimes in the afternoon around four o'clock, we'll take a coffee break too. So sometimes three, uh, but you know, 
Yeah, that's similar to my schedule, my coffee schedule. <laughs> Always have two, maybe three. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Well, uh, great. That's that's all we had for uh, you know written out prepared questions. Is there anything you would like to say? Are there any questions that you'd like us to touch up on um, before we say goodbye? Um. You know, I think that we, I think that we hit a lot of the, the, the major stuff that I was hoping to talk about today. And I just really want to thank you guys for, uh, for uh, taking your time to do the interview. And I'm, uh, I'm really pleased to be a part of uh, Perfusion Life and Perfusion Rockstars. Thank you very much, you. Tony. Really appreciate, appreciate it. Time. Great. Thank you. Especially with all the technical difficulties, <laughs> yeah, adapting with us uh, and going through it all. I think you're going to be the only perfusion rock star with three different backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sticking with it and seeing it through. Appreciate yeah, you, it. Yeah. Thank you. All right, that's Tony Calhoun. Thank you very much for joining us uh, with Perfusion Rock Stars, and please subscribe comment like i really appreciate everyone's uh viewing these videos and respecting tony's time to join us all right thank you so much great thank you for having me all right have a good day tony you too